Nearly every program office in the Army is under pressure to cut budgets by 5% and repurpose the money for modernization. The one area where that type of cut may come easiest is in the buying of common goods and services. Rebecca Wyrick is the executive director of the Services Acquisition Office in the office of the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Procurement. She tells executive editor Jason Miller the Army already saved more than a billion dollars through category management, and that money did go to modernization. The operation and maintenance budgets where where we see benefit from category management. So it's not across the board. Modernization, lethality, readiness, not cut at all. It's just taking that 5% so that we can add it to modernization and readiness. And from a procurement standpoint, you all took a half a step back and said, okay, how do we get to that 5%? Because we're going to lose it. Well, category management made the most sense to say, let's spend better, and we can obviously save 5% or even more. That's right. And we really have seen about a 9% savings so far just from the actions that we've taken. So we believe that category management will allow us to buy more with the same dollar. Do you get a sense of what took so long for the Army to kind of get their head around this idea of spend under management, category management? I liked one of the comments that someone made earlier in the panel that said, this is not strategic sourcing, because I think strategic sourcing is a much different animal that causes a lot more different problems. But category management is a really much more thoughtful approach. Do you get a sense of why the Army it took them to 2018 to, to get on that bandwagon? Well, I think that we have been working on it for a long time. I think that with our current leadership, we had a significant emphasis put on category management to help fund modernization. So I think what we saw was kind of a, a uh, perfect storm where we see our rivals starting to catch up with us technologically and that we have to find the money to be able to do it. But, you know, we've been doing strategic sourcing. We've been putting things on contracts smarter. MCOM did this long ago with the standardized PWS's standardized cleanse. I think it's just now a very concentrated, significant effort. So maybe just a better focus. And that actually is a great segue because you, you, the example you gave about the IT spending and how data is driving decisions, can you walk me through that a little bit? What was the reaction? And, and I, I know you're not the IT category manager, but but maybe if you're from a high level, what was the reaction? Wait a minute, I can't buy anything in the fourth quarter that's IT unless if it's you know absolutely positively necessary. I mean, that people's head probably uh, exploded a little bit. I think they did. I think without a waiver, right? So we had a process that... You could buy things, but if you did, then we wanted them bought smartly. And so there was kind of a strong reaction, as there always is when you're trying to change culture. So the change management of that was we had been talking about this since April, that we were going to do these standard levels of service. We saw that we were paying more than we should have, which, you know, as a taxpayer, we all believe that's our money that we're spending. So we don't want to spend it in a way that doesn't make sense. So I think ultimately everybody embraced it. What did you guys have to do to kind of push that spend back? Because a lot of the times people will go, oh, my goodness, it's fourth quarter. I have all this money to spend. I better get it out the door. What if it's no year? You know, what if it's one year money? What if it's, you know, different color money? How, how do you guys kind of get plan up to it? Because if the memo just came out in August, there's not a lot of time to kind of start making these considerations and plans. Now, I realize memos aren't written in the dark, and people knew it was coming. Yes, right, so it was coordinated. But So for the first time in, what, 18 years, we had a budget on 1 October, which made all the difference. So people were able to plan their spend. 
spend smartly across the year rather than have all that pent-up demand at the very end. So a lot of this was, again, a perfect storm where we had all the right things happening for us rather than pent-up demand. So it wasn't, I don't think it was a big, heavy lift for them. Even though you said you saved between 12 and $13 million just this year alone, I imagine you expect that number also to grow, and, and are you going to apply very similar rules, if you will, policies around other uh, areas of spend under management? Yes. So our idea is our five, really six categories that we have category managers will develop standard levels of service for each of those categories, probably more than one. So we expect that we will see greater than 5% savings for the foreseeable future year over year. And at some point, of course, that will diminish because we will have driven as much efficiency as possible into our process. You give us a little bit of a hint of a, maybe a new policy or a new directive that's coming, but you didn't offer too much more. Is there anything more you can give or is it still too early? It's probably a little early. We are uh, in coordination right now and we're in the last final steps of coordination. So I think it's going to go to legal maybe next week. And once it does, it will help us implement category management and drive the change that we need across the Army. You mentioned it was more of a culture type of policy, more of a policy that's going to institutionalize it. Is, is that is that it's calling for some sort of change in that sense versus like the IT policy, which said no spending in the fourth quarter, et cetera, et cetera? It's both. It's both. So we will have some policies implemented that will drive change. Then there will be others that are more cultural in nature, but the ones that will drive the change culturally are also policy. Last thing that comes to mind when we talk about category management is the impact on the defense industrial base, the impact on small businesses specifically. Are there steps the Army is taking to either review, set goals, to ensure that small businesses are not being left out? Because many times as you reduce the number of contracts or you reduce your, your, or consolidate your spend, that potentially has a big impact on small firms. That's right. And yes, we have set goals for ourselves. We are exceeding our goals. We exceed the OSD goals set for us also and the SBA goals. So we are very, very mindful of small business. You see it in our doubling of use of OTA year over year for the last three, I think. And those are mostly small, non-traditional businesses, non-defense traditional businesses. So we are concentrating on it. We are also not necessarily consolidating. There are many instances, and Dr. Jetty, our ASALT, is driving competition to the extent practicable and, and then some. So he is really pushing us to think differently about the defense industrial base, what we've done and kind of change our, our thinking, and I think a lot of us have. And it's So we're driving competition. In some cases, we're breaking apart these billions and billions of dollars of contracts into smaller ones that small business will be able to compete in, especially in the services market. So I think that although category management can consolidate, that is not where we intend to go, and, and we will do what the data says is smart, what industry best practice says is smart, and make sure that our goals are met. Because, you know, it, one of the president's big initiatives is also ensuring small business. Rebecca Weirich is the executive director of the Services Acquisition Office in the Office of the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Procurement. Speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. 
Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.